You have to eat the dream. You have to sleep the dream. You have to dream the dream. You got to touch. You have to see it when nobody else sees it. You have to feel it when it's not tangible. You have to believe it when you cannot see it. You got to be possessed with the dream. The dream. Yeah. What's up, guys? Welcome to Straight From The Chest. My name is Justin Groth, and I'm your host, guys. Welcome to my personal development podcast. I'm so appreciative of you being here, for giving me your listening ear, for just giving me your time in and of itself, man. It means a lot to me, and I want to thank you and all of you who've listened to me for any length of time. Even if you're a new listener, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for listening to me, and thank you for for hopefully reflecting on what I'm saying and hopefully this applies to you and and I can give you some type of guidance because that is the impetus behind this podcast entirely. So guys, listen, with that said, there's really two types of people on this planet and this is what I've really uh, encountered in my life and this is probably something you've encountered too. There are two types of people. One set of people always take the quick reward seeking pathway first and the others they take the longer route and oftentimes that longer route takes them through trials and and, and tumultuous times but because they're in it for the long haul and they have a genuine displacement behind what they're doing and they're they're integral at that they they continue, but it's not something that happens quickly on their, you know, like they would like, right? I mean, and that's, it's really evident in any case, in any, in any arena, you have your, you have your, your disingenuous people and you have your genuine people. And then there are people of the other, of the other counterpart that will take the quick reward seeking path, no matter what it and well, let me let me go back. They'll take the quick reward seeking path at any cost necessary. So what I'm trying to say is these are people that they don't care what the outcome is as long as it's beneficial to them. They don't care how to get there. They don't care who they hurt along the way. They don't care how disingenuous or how what kind of moral code or ethic that they break along the path. They don't care. All they care about is what it's going to serve them, how it's going to serve them. And, and even if it serves their families well, but albeit it's more, it's all about them and they don't care how they get there. As long as they are successful in the process, they'll do whatever they can by any means necessary. You've heard that phrase before. I hate that phrase, by the way, because it just, it just instantiates more, uh, uh, I would say, corruption and disingenu- uh, disingenuousness, <laughs> um, just uh, unintegral. I, I just, I, I hate it. I hate it. But anyways, this is evident in anything that you see in life. It could be real estate. It could, it could be, it could be a general contractor. It could be bodybuilding. Let's talk about bodybuilding, for example, because that's near and dear to my heart. Okay. You would think, how could that be pertaining to bodybuilding when bodybuilding is a single sport, a single man sport, and it's all about the the, the grinding in in regards to the food and the and the consistency and, and and being on top of your game, being disciplined with your workouts, your food, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. 
But here's where people take the quick road in that. They do steroids. And that is not to dumb down what their work is because there are a lot of people that do steroids that have fantastic work ethic, but a lot of them don't. And the reason why you shouldn't admire people that do this is because, in my opinion, they're no better than a druggie that's addicted to methamphetamines or Adderall or whatever. Like, uh, it just, I don't think it should be admired. And that's because, look, there's some more. There's a moral code that goes into doing anything that you're doing in life. It could be your business. It could be your endeavor. Anything. There's a moral construct that you should follow. And when you, in my opinion, when you're of the camp that does something for the quick reward in the end, or right away rather, it's not really in the end because you get it right away. And for bodybuilding, that's drugs. That's the usage of drugs to do the things that you can't do naturally. Because let's face it, that's what it is. If all, if all, if the playing fields were, 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 were fair here, you would just do what you can do naturally. That's it, dude. And whatever you have genetically wise, like genetic in terms of genetic potential, that's what you have. Look, if you're of the genetic camp that can bench press 500 pounds raw naturally, then that's who you are. If you're not, then you're not like that's just way it should be. Right. But somewhere down the long line, it got convoluted and it got, and, and drugs came into bodybuilding and it wrecked it in my regard it, it, or in my opinion, it wrecked it. And, and that's what we live to now. When we see bodybuilders, we're like, we, oh, we think that's like, we look at it cause it's a freak show. We don't look at it like that's attainable natural. And if you think that is, you're sadly mistaken, right? But here's the thing, even though they're professionals, even though they have great genetics, even though all those things are, 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 anchored it doesn't take away from the fact that they still do drugs and they're doing drugs because everybody else does drugs and that's the playing field that they're on but they have a choice they can choose to take the moral road which is not do that to me it's immoral for you to do that kind of pharmacological amount of that kind of that kind of amount of drugs just to look a certain way Albeit you know that it's not good from a health standpoint, that you're actually denigrating yourself intrinsically, physiologically, in terms of what you and how in terms of your life expectancy, etc., and, and the well-being of your life, the quality of your life, for a few years at the top, if you're so lucky. To me, that's selfish to your family, selfish to you, selfish to what God gave you, just because you're in that playing field of I gotta be the best in this. Because this is, and this is the standard here, doing drugs, doing steroids. You're nothing but a druggie, bro. You're nothing but a druggie. That's it. Can't admire that. Now, your work ethic may be something of monument, but if that's not there, what do you have? Nothing. You're just, you're just, a, you're, you're following suit with all the other, with all the, with all the rest. And I can't admire that. And I don't think you should either. And this goes in terms of, Anything you do in life, you could be a banker, you could sell insurance, you could, you could be a general contractor, you could be a personal trainer, okay? If you are of the camp that, look, I got to do whatever I got to do to make it, I just can't respect you. I don't care if you're, if you're trying to get ahead, we all are trying to get ahead, but you do so in the diligent and integral fashion. 
You don't compromise who you are. You don't compromise your moral ethic or your moral code. Hopefully you have one. That's a whole nother topic. But guys, this is where people can fall off the track because if you're not in a, in, in line and following suit with something that you believe in and you know that it's just a matter of time with and you know you're going to get to the top or you're going to get to a level where it's that's far exceeding what you ever thought possible but you know it's not going to be on your timeline and you know that it's not going to happen the way you'd like it to happen and you know you're going to have purposeful pushes along the way to actually create the purpose that you were intended on leaving your legacy by that is going to come from way of you being actually moral and integral and genuine in your craft if not to me you're flagrant and you're feeble and to me you don't deserve to be in that position even when you get there and quite possibly you're going to lose that position pretty quickly I and mean, that's a bold and boisterous statement to make but I don't know I kind of feel like bloviating at this point because I don't feel like people have a good and and cons- and and established construct in, t- in terms of what it takes to do something that's meaningful and actually wrap their entire being around it and go through everything they need to go through in order to reach that pinnacle it's going to take years But everything that's great does take years and it's not going to happen on your timeline. But at the same time, you can rest assured that because you're following a moral construct that is that is implicit with who you are from a from a genuine and authentic standpoint, you know that you're going to reach that someday, someday it's going to all work out and all blend together. But if you compromise yourself along the way and you allow, I don't know, money or fame or reputation to convolute your lens, then I then you will never see everything you were called to be. There are certain people that I just, that when I see them on Instagram, on, on, on media in general, on TV, I just, I can't understand how that person could do business that way produce this type of a of a of a of a of a reputation i don't understand how they could be at this level and still be the person that they are somewhere along the way they got jaded somewhere unless they started that way and that means that maybe the maybe the what am i trying to say here Maybe the impetuses were 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 disingenuine. Maybe the impetuses that they functioned on were disingenuine at the time, or maybe they got wrapped up in the wrong people, and those men, those people became their mentors and guided them, and, and and just really didn't do a good job at at really anchoring in a moral ethic to follow. And a lot of that moral ethic comes from, I'm sorry to say, your religion. And if you're religious or not, I mean, you don't have to be religious to have a, a moral construct or a moral ethic to follow, but it helps. It helps It helps to auger in structure and discipline 
and responsibility. And those are all concepts that you need to be successful in life, period. Not only that, but consistency and belief in yourself. That may seem very cliche to say, but most people you know don't believe in themselves. And that's the truth. They can say that they do, but I'd question that. The true, the true test to see if you believe in yourself is how long will you do something that you don't get a reward for right away? And those are the people, you see people that are quick reward seeking people and that only follow something in order to get the dopamine hit right away. I got to get instant gratification right away. I got to know this is working right away. If not, I'm moving on. Then to me, it wasn't that heartfelt anyways to begin with. To me, it wasn't that monumental viscerally to begin with. Maybe the impetuses were that were, were following it were kind of futile because Really, when you know you have something, even when something hasn't been instantiated yet, you follow it because you can't let it go. It's like if you allow this thing that you know is going to be something one day and you know that you can take to another level one day and you let it stay on the table and you just, well, I tried that for a few months and nothing really happened from it, so I'm just going to leave it there. And you walk away from it and you're okay with walking away from it. And nothing in nothing inside of you says, go back, pick that thing back up, put it back inside of you. You need that. That's a part of you. If you can do that, then it's probably best you did leave it on the table. It wasn't meaningful anyways. But when you know you have something and you can't describe it and you can't even break it into to, to, to constructive form to even, you can't even describe it to somebody. You can describe elements of it, but you can't actually phonetically describe it. And you leave that on the table and you find yourself feeling like a piece of you is gone, is dead because that thing is on the table still. That's when you know you have something and you can't help but keep it with inside of you. You can't help but let it live inside of you even though it's producing nothing at the time, even though you feel barren and your whole entire product productivity feels like it's meaningless. You know that if you let that thing stay on the table and you don't give li- you don't allow it into your person forever, you know that you're leaving a big part of you to die on that table. That's when you know you have something, even though you can't conceptualize it, even though you can't manufacture what it is, even though you can't describe it to somebody, even if you're a good speaker, you still can't describe it, but it's something that is aching inside of you, something that's urging you to do something and you don't know what it is. You don't know how it's going to manifest, but you know, it's valuable You know that it's more valuable than any amount of money anybody could offer you right now to take it out of you and let it die. You can't do that. That's a moral obligation that you have. That's what we call moral obligation. That's how I define it. When you have that, you don't let it die. You keep preserving it because one day, one day, It's going to manifest its life into something that you never, ever thought possible, ever. You couldn't even, you couldn't even describe it to somebody. If you, in your wildest vision, you would say, this is what I want. This is what's going to happen. Even that, that will be superseded 
easily. But you can't give up on it, man. And this all goes back to you believing in yourself. That's why when you ask people, you say you believe in you, they say, yeah, I do. Ask it again and keep asking it. And then ask them five years from then. And then seven years from then. Keep asking them. See if they still believe in themselves. Your whole belief in you is your ignition and your driver. It's the ignition to start the motor and it's your gas pedal to keep you propelling into the future, man, and into your into your legacy and into your purpose that's going to essentially prove your legacy. But guys, you don't believe in yourself. You're nothing. And if you follow the quick reward-seeking pathway, that's not honorable. No nobility in that. If you do that, you're still nothing. If you don't have any discipline or responsibility that you acquire in the craft that you're urgent to do, you're nothing. And the funny thing is, you may seem like you're nothing because nothing's happening. You may you may put on a, a bravado to people that showcases that you're nothing because nothing's happening and you're all talk right now or you're all belief. That's fine. Let it all be belief, man. Let it all be belief and let it all be words that you consistently recite every single day to yourself. Let it all be there. At least you're reciting it. At least you're believing in yourself. At least you have something that they can't take from you. That's better than doing something that's flagrant and has empty attachments associated with it that lead to nothing inevitably because you follow the quick reward-seeking path instead. I could go on, but I think you get my point. Done.